What a busy traffic on this Friday evening. I am almost stuck in this traffic for the last 40 minutes. And there is no way, I think, for me to get to the show. The Sienna T Radio Song Bank. Which is going to start very shortly. It's one of my favorite shows. And my, my, what a way to wind down for the weekend. Perfect two hours of fun-filled music. And she has so many great features. Sound of Music. Undercover. Foreign Exchange. Name that tune. And the big wheel that she spins. For who's that? Or where are we? We cannot forget about the international stage. I have never come across such a great show in my life. I think I will have to press hard on my accelerator and go as fast as I can to get home in time. Wow! Wow! Look! I made it! I am almost there! Sienna t Making your day brighter, one song at a time. Looking for conversations on books and more, as well as tutorials on using your favorite devices and applications? You've come to the right place. Join us weekly on Spicy Techie, where Ali, Makara, and Sienna provide insightful conversations as well as useful tips and tricks to help you along on your technological journey. To learn more, Tune in to the show and like the Spicy Techie Facebook page. Search for Spicy Techie. Looking for a sports podcast that covers sports weekly as well as gets you set up for the day? Check out Weekly in Sports with me, Scott McGregor. We give some shout-outs of the week to podcasts like this one and those who do them. Discuss the Blue Jays, Bill, Raptors, and more. To learn more, check out the Sports for Beginners Facebook page. Search Sports for Beginners.
welcome to Broadcast Map. This is the show. I cover the world of broadcasting, sports media, and from time to time, my favorite sports teams. Here is your host, Ali Musa. studio for Broadcast Map with your host, Ali Musa. Good afternoon. Welcome to Broadcast Map for Thursday, November 16th, 2023. I am Ali Musa, joined by Matt Kundal from the Sound Off um, Podcast Network. And boy, do we have a lot to talk about. Matt, first of all, thank you so much for taking some time to uh, join me on your Thursday. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It's good to be back. Oh, I'm sure we'll be doing this. I'm sure we'll be having a few more, uh, many appearances in the future. I mean, the way the the media landscape changes, it, it's like you wake up every day to the future and sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. Yes. But you see, this is it. We have an outlet to talk about it and that's a good thing. Tell us about the, uh, start by telling us about what is the the Online uh, Streaming Act. Let's start there. We did talk about the Online News Act a little bit last time, but feel free to touch on that too, just to kind of, in case people didn't listen or didn't get to hear that our first chat, or uh, they just want a refresher. Well, I mean, it's almost like, well, where do you start? And I think the proper place to start is the beginning. It started as Bill C-10. And that actually, you know, died out before the last election. But Bill C-10 was sort of the framework that was going to come together to really sort of fix the problems, uh, you know, that plague the news industry that sort of are creating, you know, perceived imbalances between traditional media and, and new digital media. And it's really an attempt to level the playing field. Now, there's discussion and argument over whether or not, you know, we should be leveling the playing field. Um, you know, how much legislate do we need to legislate to keep some people, some businesses afloat while we let others perish. It got into complicated questions. And these are real questions about our democracy. And that's, should government be legislating parts of journalism, newspapers that are going broke? Should, you know, if, if government is handing money out to media companies, that's not a good look. And I, you know, even though I know, yes, I know we can talk a little bit about the CBC and the BBC and public broadcasters. Oh, go for it if you want. Just you know, feel free. Yeah, go for I mean, around the world. I mean, listen, it's, I think public broadcasting is a great thing. Um, but now you're passing it out to to more entities. And and now it's kind of like, well, is that going to affect, you know, journalistic integrity? How does that change things? So, yeah, I mean, the digital, the digital age is here. It, it's caught up. My, I would argue that we wouldn't be in this predicament if the CRTC had done their job, um, starting with the birth of Napster and the internet and carrying us through. But they, I mean, the CRTC literally did nothing for 20 years. There was no radio review. 
There was very little changes. They let the phone companies start to operate the broadcast businesses. And now we find ourselves here. So what we're looking at with Bill C-10, which eventually went away and now became you know Bill C-11, what we're looking at here is trying to roll in all the old rules of traditional broadcast and jam them into the internet and see what we come up with. And now we're left with something that is very complicated. Now that these laws have passed, Bill C-11 and, and you know the news extension of that Bill C-18, we are left wondering, well, what's going to happen? It's going to take two years for them to get the policy and the rules all sort of set and put together. But yeah, at this point, this is where we are right now. We, we, we don't know what's going to happen. So I hope you got your seatbelt fastened. No, but here, but see, now, what about the, but see, when it kind of comes in here, we should probably start with here or or have the next sort of section on, see, now we're seeing here that, um, that Google and Meta have blocked access to, well, Google has not entirely done it yet, but they are going to block the um, Canadian news on their platform. What What advantage is that going to do necessarily to Canadians like who are because some people use that fl- that platform like yeah sure you can pay an apple news subscription an apple news plus subscription and get all your services in one package which probably is the ideal thing to do but is that something do you think people want to do so this is the bill c18 part of the whole thing and this comes from extension of sharing news links so if i want to put a news link out there and share it um through google or facebook facebook then has to turn around and pay whoever the owns the news link which is very bizarre and very strange it's actually the same thing as you know making the uber driver pay the restaurant for taking me to the restaurant and so i think there's a big misunderstanding about how the internet works and not surprisingly it's the people who are running government who are really being led around by the lobby groups you know, who are being told what the problem is. And somehow this is going to be the solution. Um, this is actually not the correct solution for the problem. You know, it's like if we're if we all got together around the table and there's let's say 20 of us, and the bill comes and it's really, really big, and we're all looking at one another, and we've had a great time for the last 20 years here at the media dining room table, and the bill has come. And now it's like, well, who are the two richest people at the table? That'd be Google and Facebook. Well, we're going to write a law and we're going to tag you with the bill. And that's pretty much the way Google and Facebook are looking at it. And they're like, okay, you wrote your law. Well, we're not, we're just not going to, you know, pick up the bill here and, and, and play along. You essentially are writing a tax for lemonade and we're just not going to make lemonade anymore. And so that's why Google and Facebook have effectively, you know, balked at this and in Facebook's case turned off the sharing of news links. But it also seems too that media companies now are not are not really promoting any of the social media side of it anymore. Oh, they used to say, oh, follow us on Twitter, follow us there. You don't you don't see that anymore. You don't hear that anymore. Well they probably shouldn't have been doing it to begin with. Right. You know, I mean Listen, social media platforms have not built a single brand. No. They will accentuate your brand, but they're not going to build your brand. I mean, Coca-Cola was not built on anything like that. I mean, th- there's no brand out there that Facebook has actually 
really sort of vaulted into the netherworld. I mean, the most successful campaigns that are being done, you know, Coca-Cola and Dove come to mind because they've done great viral content that, you know, has been on Facebook and been on YouTube. But, you know, for media to go in and, and, and I hear this all the time on the radio, follow us on Facebook. And, you know, these are just extra doggy commands given to listeners for another thing to do. You know, you see signs in stores, you know, follow our Instagram page. Well, why would anybody want to follow your Instagram page? You know, really those sites are really about putting up great content and making an engaging content um, more than anything. Um, so I think a lot of us have just gotten sort of off the rails about how to handle social media and and what it really is. But, you know, to, to that, you know, media media companies should not be promoting Facebook and find out more on our Facebook. But no, why would I need to find out more on your Facebook page? Why don't you tell me right now what is important? What is happening? You've got me. You're, I mean, radio is way more powerful than Facebook. And if anything comes out of this, I really hope that media discovers how powerful their brands are and rediscovers it and not lean on places like Facebook to put the extra garbage that they just don't feel like airing. No, yeah, but I don't know if you saw it today. It was actually there was actually an article in the uh, in the weekly briefing today um, that sort of sort of went around that th- that radio stations need to do more about you know the experience side, but make things. It went along the lines of I don't know if you saw it. Did you see it? I don't know if you did. Was this in broadcast dialogue? Yeah. See the problem with today's broadcast dialogue were all the pictures from the OAB that were in Th- there. For, that's the one, yeah. Yeah, and and it was great. I, I stopped to scroll to see who I knew, and then I probably didn't get that far down. And then I, you know, I di- I didn't even get to the part where my podcast was promoted uh, in there as well. But yeah, go on though. Well, well it's it sort of like it's it sort of it, it said that, that it was along the lines of that they need to do more about. Um, that they need to do more to make the con to have the content there easily usable and 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 accessible because things are just the contests and whatnot that's all buried in there and it's just it, it's just it needs to be more it needs to be like more up like it needs to be easy to find it was sort of along that line yeah and and that's exactly it too I mean we've used Facebook and and social media as a dumping ground to go and put all the extra stuff in the, and the contesting. And by the way, you know, broadcast dialogue, as we mentioned it, there's another one that has, you know, taken it on the chin and Facebook considers it news and their Facebook page is effectively shut down. There's some, in, you know, there's some great stuff that I've wanted to share and couldn't share because they, they had it shut down. And so I, f- I find that to be really frustrating um, I would, you know, it, it, this is the point of the conversation where I would say that, you know, we would have to turn to all access in the States to be able to, you know, get some of our radio and broadcast news content, but that went broke. Uh, that's not fair. Actually, they shut it down. Um, Joel yeah. Denver. Yeah. Joel Denver shut down all access because of what he sees and calls the prevailing headwinds, which is a little bit more of a music related story, but still it, it pertains to, you know, what we're talking about, which was the online streaming act, you know, like, Again, all access is something in the States that, that has gone away because of the promotional structure of music is now a little bit more focused online and streaming than it was to get the attention of radio stations. So I think if you ask Joel Denver what happened to to all access, I think he would tell you that. At least that's that was sort of the gist I got about why that has ceased. So it, it's extending you know, into, into digital properties as well. 
we have the 905 podcast here. Um, you know, it's it's part of Cryer Media, which is in conjunction with the Sound Off Podcast Network. But, you know, they were one of the first ones to get flagged by Facebook. And, you know, we did an episode much like the one we're doing now back in August and, you know, basically said, you know, I think we need to lean away from, you know, social media and anything that has an algorithm to it is something that you probably don't want to be a part of. This is where you want to drive people to your website. You want to be able to tell people you've got a newsletter, you want to be able to get their email addresses and you want to contact them. Having a podcast is a great idea. But all these things working together in order to further your brand is, is really key. And the things that are affected are the things involving an algorithm. Google and YouTube got have big ones. Facebook has a big one. Uh, Twitter has one. Instagram has one. And they all sort of you know push the content out as they see you know fit. And I think the government is trying to get in the way of that and say, you know, why don't you use a little bit of that for good? And put some Canadian stuff up front. You know, if you're Spotify, if you're Netflix, uh, if you're Apple, what can you do to push the Canadian stuff to the front? I believe that's where that's going. I'm getting ahead of myself, mind you. They could turn around in, in you know, for the streaming act and say, uh, we'd like a lot of money. But then it's going to see then. But, but, but at the end of the day, though, if you look at it. The consumers are always going to be the winner at the end of the day. Are they? Let's see. Um, well, not if they don't have choice. Um, and right now, I, I don't have a choice when it comes to posting a news link. So right, right. now, right now, we're losing. Um, yeah. no, you know, being right. a, and being able to have the access to, you know, what you want to watch when you want to watch it. I, I, you know, I don't really think this is a form of censorship. But I think it's a form of censorship. So listen, Spotify knows my behavior. YouTube knows my behavior. They're willing to feed me more yep. of the things I want. And here the government is saying, can you feed Matt Cundell some things he may not want? But you know, the government will say, can you feed Matt Cundell something that you think he may like that's Canadian? So it's tricky, right? It's 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 the same thing when we made decisions and, and and when music directors still to this day make decisions over what Canadian music gets played, that's what they're thinking. We're going to choose a Canadian selection we think you're going to like in order to get to the next song, which may or may not be Canadian, that you're going to enjoy on this radio station. So I think that is the spirit of the online streaming act. I, it, listen, everyone's going in here with good intentions. I think the people in the lobby groups are going in there with her, you know, thinking about their wallets. The government is trying to go in there thinking about, you know, what's best for Canadian artists. And, and I'm sitting here going, don't mess with what we have right now. There's a lot of people, myself included, who have been working on podcast networks and YouTube channels and, you know, doing it, you know, exporting our content very well. And we don't want to have that disrupted just because we happen to to be Canadian or create content that is Canadian. Because these things, you know, when you start messing with algorithms, there's a negative effect for every positive effect that happens. But now here, like now, here's the other side too. Um, is it? I mean, is this maybe like? Do you think is this a sign too that the liberals have been in power too long? Um, in one on the federal side, 
But but look at look at Trudeau trailing in the polls. Like he's continuing to trail even further and slide even further down in the polls. Yeah. So I, I mean, every time somebody tries to put up a Facebook link or you know a news link on Facebook and it pops up saying due to Canadian legislation we can't post this, that's a strike against Trudeau. It looks like government ineptitude because it is government ineptitude in how they've handled this. They constantly, I mean, if you, even if you go back to C10, Stefan Gilbo, who was in charge at the time, he got on with Evan Solomon to talk about C10 and kind of got cornered into saying what we thought might happen, which is if you want to be a journalist, you've got to get a license. And in that moment, that was the end of him in that portfolio. And that was really the end of C10 as well, because you couldn't go back without pulling out that clip. And and saying, what kind of state are we going to have where you, you know, does my company have to go get a license because we have two or three news podcasts like that? That's that's insane. You know, to think that do do journalists need to get degrees? Do they need to be licensed? Is it going to be state licensed? It's some crazy stuff. Like you can say one thing and then the whole yeah. legislation goes sideways, which is essentially what's happened. And now we've gotten into this Facebook thing. And you're right. Everything here is now a strike against Trudeau. And you try to put up a link and you can't make the link happen it is we have an inept government it sends a message you're right but, but do you think when, but but is this something that do you think people care enough though about the about the about about it to uh, that oh you know think about the online news act think about the online streaming act is this something that you is it something do you still think people are going to um think about this when they go to vote or do they not care enough about it? I think they care about that, but I think they care about a lot of other things too. And, you know, it's, it's one of these things that just sort of reinforces all the other things that go on. Uh, Listen, as we sit here, the liberals are so down in the polls, but you know, Justin Trudeau is the king of comebacks here. He's a fighter. He, 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 everybody underestimates him and he winds up coming back. That's just, you know, who he is and what's happened. So I don't want to sit here and, and two years from now, we're looking at a completely different result and what were we talking about two years ago when we do have, a, uh, have an election? Because polls are just that. They're, they're just polls. But there are a lot of things going on right now that I think irritate, you know, people, especially when it comes to, comes to their media. Um. You know, there's been a lot of back. I think the flip-flopping is really what scares people into every time you flip-flop, there's ineptitude that I think people think about. And and I think even with the C11, C18, we're seeing it now. And, you know, just referencing, you know, the story that, that you know, was mentioned in broadcast dialogue today on the weekly briefing and, and you know, one that the CBC ran a few days ago where they had to yet again come out to clarify what they really mean. You know, they what they say and what they do are two things. We would like everybody who's involved with streaming this, that, the other thing, and podcasting who makes more than $10 million as a company to register. It's like, well, wait a second. You said you were never, podcasts weren't going to be a part of it. In fact, they were never really clear after all the letters that I wrote them. And then say, yeah, yeah podcasting's part of it. And then they come back, you know, a couple of days ago and say, yeah, not really. You know, social media is, and podcasting is not really part of it, not what we're looking at. And yeah, that's and so what they saw. I saw that this morning. Yeah, they're sending mixed messages here. And and you know, to this again, you know, they asked for people to come forward to, you know, to make comments about this. And they kept reinforcing, you know, in this myths and facts part of the whole thing, the algorithm. We don't want comments about the algorithm. 
We don't talk to us about the algorithm. This is not about the algorithm. And I, I, what they don't understand is everything is about the algorithm when it comes to social media. What is social media's number one job? If you're Facebook, if you're Google, if you're Spotify, if you're Netflix, you know, if you're a radio station, it's the same thing. What can we do to keep you here on our platform, on our radio station? Why do you think radio stations play 10 in a row? They play 10 in a row because you're going to listen to 10 in a row. It's, I mean, that's what every, that's the business of all media is to keep you here once you're here. And at the same time, it's Justin Trudeau's job now that he's there is to stay in power. And this legislation is something that I think that, you know, is long overdue. He's got promises he's got to pay off because, you know, this is again, long overdue. I mentioned it's been 20 years since radio had a review. It's now had that review and and here we are. So how will this typically impact somebody who uses Apple Podcasts or Spotify to listen to podcasts? How is this going to impact that? Well, that's a great question, and that's the future. And I think that's In why. <clears throat> um, so I, I look at various things that could happen. Everything here is speculation about what I'm going to say, which is incredibly dangerous. So on a good day, nothing. Apple maybe throws a few bucks into the pot and says, here's some Canadian podcasts that we're willing to help promote. Um, Spotify does a little bit of the same thing. Yeah. Um, maybe they want to create a little box in the bottom corner, check out these Canadian podcasts. Maybe they will, you know, they could do anything that, that can be nice. That's, that's a good day. That's fine. Um, the bad part is what if the government says, well, that you're making this much revenue. We want 10% of that revenue to come back to Canada to, for more content creation. And they said, no, we're not paying that. Um, and in fact, we're going to turn this off if you're going to force us to pay that much money. And at which point 80% of the podcasts will still be, a, well, I mean, listen, podcasts will still be available but you won't be able to use it on your favorite podcast app, which is like Apple and Spotify. You'll just go use something like um, you can use got to be careful here. Cause there's so many, you know, apps that go through the, go through, use the Apple API, but you yeah. know, maybe, you'll, maybe you'll use YouTube to get it. Maybe you'll use, you know, who knows what you'll use, you know, to, to go and get, but you, you'll still, I mean, it could be, it could be radio Republic. It could be, I want to say fountain, but I think that's attached to Apple as well, but you'll find a way. I mean, there's other ways to listen to podcasts through RSS feeds. Yeah. But, but Apple it, podcasts and Spotify are the most popular. Yeah. That's going to be 75%. And again, I think this is why government doesn't understand, you know, how podcasting works. You know, it's largely done through RSS feeds, which are very difficult to contain. Um, so you know, in the end, I and I guess with this release that we're seeing, it looks like some some smarter heads are prevailing when it comes to to podcasting and how we approach it. Yeah. So, do you kind of feel here that now could this in this, now if 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 we have a new government in power and if an election is sooner than we might think, do you think like if a new government comes in power, could this be walked back? It's tough to unpack a law once it's passed. Um, however, um, the conservatives have already said that they will. And I got a note back from uh, MP Rachel Thomas, who is the shadow to the Heritage Department. And she said that's what they would do. So 
I have no reason to believe otherwise. Well, that's the thing, right? I mean, but you see, I mean, it it is also now. Here's the thing, though, too. Let, let's let's talk a little bit of politics here, too, because I think, um, see, it was also mentioned that you see that Trudeau has been. There have been some things about him that people don't want him to step down, and um, and who would take over? It was actually in the big. It was actually I heard a, actually a conversation on the Big Story podcast actually about that. Are you familiar with the Big Story podcast? Oh, I love the I love that show. Oh, Jordan Heath Rawlings, I believe, is the host. Yeah, no, I, I love the show. It it's it's a good one, right? And again, th- that would be a podcast that you know probably deserves a push as a Canadian podcast. That that you know, if you're a news fan and you're on Spotify, and maybe that's one that, but it's probably already getting pushed to the front if you like news. And I you know, I spoke to people at Spotify about this. And they're like, we're already, we're already doing all this. We're already pushing yeah. Canadian podcasts. We don't have a problem in Canada with Canadians finding podcasts. Yeah. The Canadian podcast listener survey, you know, says that Canadians, 40% of the podcasts that are consumed are Canadian in Canada. I mean, listen, I've gotten, you know, eight, nine favorite podcasts that I listen to big stories. One of them, there's my CanCon right there. I mean, how much do we, do I really need to be fed? We don't have a problem you know, finding and accessing Canadian stories, the ones that we like to listen to. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, now wait a second though. I will say that I do have a problem finding the indigenous stories that I probably need to hear and are probably not getting a fair shake in how they're displayed or presented and and offered the promotional money to, to get out there. So, you know, there is an argument to be said for that, for, you know, for getting good Canadian stories in front of people. So I understand the spirit of the law and, and what, what's trying to be accomplished here. So I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not oblivious to it, but at the same time, you know, there's, you, you can't, for every, for every action, there's a reaction and we don't want, we don't want to be able to, we don't want to cut off, you know, some of the hard work and the good independent stuff. And at the same time, promote the stuff that needs to be promoted. It is a little bit complicated because we are messing with algorithms, even though we're being told we're not. What do you think, though, here? What does the future of the media companies look like? And I'm talking about the privately owned state. I'm talking about the private broadcasting sector, like stations owned by the Rogerses and the Bells. And What do you think the future of that looks like? Well, they have been given a two-year hold-on-your-hats kind of note from the CRTC and at the same time the CRTC is dedicating to working on these two bills and creating the infrastructure for the future so again we're all sitting and waiting to see what will happen so in short I don't know I'm a little more worried for the companies that are not named that because Uh, like oh something like Halliburton you know we already we already saw that you know um you know Indy 88 was recently sold um, in Toronto. Um, and what know, about the have, Evanoff brand? Yeah. Evanoff is another one in maritime broadcast, um, you know, down in the Maritimes is, is another one. And yeah, I think there's a little bit of concern for, for them for the next couple of years in in how and what the future looks like, especially if you're completely banking on radio, there's a lot of, you know, hold on to your hats, but I think most of these laws have been written to try to, you know, keep everybody, um, you know, keep everybody in, you know on the air and floating. But you know, again, another AM station went down last week, and 
you know, if you asked me to buy an AM radio station, I, I wouldn't do it for a dollar. No, nope. it's, it's expensive. No, but if you look at though, but see, if you look at a company like, you know, and we mentioned a couple of them, Apple, Spotify, you know, and, and, and Sirius XM, those guys are already innovating though. They're already like, they're already doing that sort of thing. They're already pushing and innovating with content. And not offering the same, not only offering the same recycled content that you hear on traditional radio. Mm, I think for music, yeah. I, I mean, I look at the podcast side of things. There's not a lot of money that's getting made from you know by Apple on podcasting. Right. I just found out recently that, that Apple's own podcasts, the ones that they make in house, they're actually considering and having discussions about whether or not to put ads in them. So right. that gives you, you know, that gives you an idea about where they where they are. You know, in the whole thing. I mean, the history of, I mean, no one has done more for podcasting than Apple. You know, Stephen Jobs liked it. And, you know, I, th- I believe there's some stories about Adam Curry, who, you know, wrote the first script for an RSS feed, I do believe, was one of the first, and he was one of the original podcasters. And, you know, I, I think Apple is like, yeah, I think we can probably make this happen. Let's see if we can wind this into our iPods. And that's how we got the term podcast. That, that came out of it and they've been there from the beginning. Um, you know, this is largely an open and wonderful place because, because of Apple Spotify's also done a lot in the yeah. last number of years, um, you know, to, to really grow the business. A lot of people who were had the Spotify app now had access to podcasts, especially younger people, and they've helped grow the business as well um, through the phone. So, you know, I think I want to be careful about how much we want to hammer down on them. I think if we're going to hammer down on anyone, let's talk about YouTube who really don't want to have RSS feeds um, and have said, go ahead and attach your RSS feed and we'll turn it into a video. I mean, that's a video platform and, and, you know, a little bit different and sort of operating on the outside uh, of what is traditional podcasting. But if you're wondering why, like there's not a, a Netflix of podcasting out there, it's, it's because of RSS and the RSS feed, which keeps everything sort of, you know, open and free. Yeah, and I, and I think it's interesting too because where we where we land and where we look at, you know, where things are, I think it's going to be a. I feel it'll be a very interesting cycle. But what about Sportsnet? Where do you see the audio proper the audio side for Sportsnet? Uh, audio, well, I've already, go ahead. I've already seen the future. Please and, tell us. Well, the future is is a you know a, a company in the states called Locked On. And oh, I love Locked On. Well, well, there you go. You see, you know, I had um, Brian um, Goldmark from Locked On on my show, and we we talked about what it is in Locked On. So, in every city, there is a Locked On Maple Leafs, Locked On Green Bay Packers, Locked On Winnipeg Jets, Locked On Montreal Canadiens, but you're they only have one show. They ha- you must produce one piece of content every day. Yeah. And so really it takes the place of your local radio station, which, you know, you got to wait till about, you know, four o'clock, you know, or in noon in Winnipeg, if you want to listen to yeah. Winnipeg Jets. Hey, I, don't, I, don't listen to fan, I don't listen to the fan content anymore. 
Yeah, exactly. You're going to get the one thing that is really pressing and it's going to be on demand. You know, it's going to be one hour and you can listen to Locked On Leafs and you're good to go. That's it. Yeah. Right. And so and Locked On Senators, Locked On NHL too, if you want to find out what's going on with everybody, you know, that's it. You know, that, that's just it. Yeah, well, Sportsnet would be wise to probably roll out, you know, one one in every city. And especially if you've got some some rights where you can get microphones in front of players and find some content creators to do that. Um, I don't know why I'm giving this advice away for free on your podcast. I, I don't know why they should, you know, this is, these are the ideas and I don't know why I'm telling Sportsnet what to do from here. They should know this. Um, you know, I mean, they do so well with, I mean, they do listen. I, I think Rogers does a great job with their network. They've got frequency. Um, we've already spoken about the big story and, and they kept the sports separate from, from frequency. And I think that's great. They've got Pacific content. Matt Mize does a great job with the branded podcast. You know, Rogers doesn't have a podcast problem, but you know, to that creating what, you know, that idea that I coughed up was put one in every city. This is expensive. It's content creation. And it starts with, you know, microphones, people's, you know, somebody dedicated to a team, you know, I can't necessarily say there has to be travel involved, but this idea that I sort of sprung up is, you know, that that's a little bit costly and this is Canada and, you know, trying to get national buys and we're not, we're not a very unified country. We're, we're just not, we, we think we are, we're not really, you know, Alberta does its thing. BC does its thing. The prairies, you know, do their thing. Quebec definitely does its own thing. The Maritimes do their thing in Ontario, everything around Toronto. It's, you know, the center of the universe. And, and that's kind of the way I describe most of the podcast data that I see when it's an Alberta center centered podcast, it's heavily Alberta. There's not a lot of, you know, truly national podcasts from, from end to end. I would probably suggest that the one that I know I would see some truly national numbers would be under the influence with, with Terry O'Reilly. That one I know, you know, I can get a good, true national audience. We can all agree that advertising is something that can, you know, and marketing can can string us together. But but overall, to try to string all that together. So just back to the locked on model for a second. You know, FanDuel comes in, wants to make a buy. We're going to buy all the markets. You know, we're going to buy Green Bay as much as we're going to buy San Francisco and Tallahassee, Florida. So, you know, there's a little more cohesion down in the States than there is in Canada. And, you know, like, even when it comes to pod, like, even when it comes to like your, your, your podcast listening for like sports or something, even look at, like, you see, everybody's finding ways to sort of do it now. Like, look at even, even the prime example is Mike Farwell's The OHO podcast. You want that content, you can get it. Yeah. Boy. Um, and thank you, by the way, for mentioning that podcast. That's one in, that, uh, that's one we're very, very pleased to have here in the Sound, Sound Off Podcast Network. Um, oh, is he doing it as part of the Sound Off Network? Yeah, that's part of ours. I mean, oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see. No, I mean, and thank you for mentioning because it that's one of our great success stories to watch Mike be able to go out and and use all the tools that we have to to grow his show. And you know, every once in a while, and as a podcast network, I look down and see what he's got, and I'm like, okay, it looks like I'm uh, seeing seeing some up numbers again. I mean, he does such a great job on it. Um, you know, he manages to cover a whole league and he's got insider information and he, you know, he's involved in it all the time, 365 days a year. Yep. And Anyways, we love, we love growing that show. Yeah. Yeah. So like, but how does that like, so like, so then, so like, did you, so how did that work? So did you help him get that set up then or? 
yeah, we've been working together. Just sort of, he just came to me and we started working together on just growing the show. And we, that's it. We just grow the show from there. So we've got a working relationship where sound off podcast network is just finding ways to, to make that thing grow. I mean, and he goes out and gets his own advertising and keeps all right. the money. Yep. Yeah. No, he, but he, he does do a great job, right? He really does. And, you know, I, you know, I, I always, you know, like, and, and, and he does, and I think like he produces, I believe then he does so, I think he does his own, it sounds like he does his own producing too for that. Oh, he does. He, no, he does. He does the whole thing. So our only job is to make that thing grow. Oh, yeah. With the, with the advertising and everything. Yeah, I mean, he goes out and gets the advertising, but we supply the parts so that, you know, hey, here's a pre-roll. Hey, here's here's a spot for two mid-rolls. And, you know, we'll manage the back end of that sort of thing. So he's, you know, really want to find ways for, for him to maximize, you know, the opportunities. So let me ask you then, as we as we are about, as we sort of wrap this up then, when it comes to podcasting, how do you, in a sense, now, I don't know if you, have you checked out some of the stuff that I've done? You've, have you listened to some of it? Yeah, absolutely. What do you find with um, specific with with how I I do it specifically here, where I put the pro, the 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 the, uh, the promo side at the beginning of the show? So there's no rules in podcasting. No, that's so what, what do I you love. think of that idea in your mind? It's again, it's whatever works for you. So I mean, you, I mean, you have the opportunity to find out if it works for your audience. And yeah. so when I, when I work with people, I'm like, well, what are you doing now? And is there a better way to do it? And often there isn't. I mean, if no, you've been doing and it and people, and people are used to it, that's, that's totally fine um, to be able to, to do that. I used to run promos and pre-rolls at the beginning of my show, but I had, and this is for the sound off podcast for those following along on the podcasting home game. But, you know, I had a consultant tell me, and yes, we have consultants in podcasting, and I pay them dearly, but you know, he, he said, well, why don't you use a spot at about 40 seconds to thank people and interact? And I thought, okay. And I thought, how can I use podcast technology to do that? So it goes through all the episodes. And so that's what we do now. Sometime just before we bring the guest on, I'll thank people. Thank you for retweeting. Thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for um, sending me maybe some boosts or sats cryptocurrency as we call it to, you know, as, as little piece of micro payments of support, um, as well. You know, I also made a guest, on, I may also made a guest appearance on another podcast and I want you to go check me out there. So I could be able to use that little spot before I start my show to do some little promotions. And that's something I made a change. I used to do that at the beginning of my show, but now I've made a change to do it at the 42nd mark and to use dynamic audio insertion to do it. So that's the kind of thing I really get excited about is using, you know, audio technology to, you know, promote and market what we have. Yeah. And what I, yeah, I know that, that sounds, that, that, that sounds fair too. So what I used to do, I don't know if you, if you go back and listen to some of the earlier ones, like maybe go back to the, maybe go back to the, maybe go back to uh, stuff I did in June. Right. If you go back to some of those ones where what I used to do is I used to go, hey, you know, welcome to the show. You know, thank you for listening. Uh, you know, I, I appreciate you having me on board. I've had a great week, this, that, you know, and um, and uh, also go, oh, you know, coming up on Sienna Radio this week, we've got the song bank, that sort of thing. I, I would do that at the beginning and then put an ad, then put a promo in and then get to the interview. Now I just put the stuff at the beginning the the um the the uh the promotion the promos at the beginning and then get right in and put the 
intro in after this put the interview in after the inter- after the intro and the doorbell and everything else yeah i mean if i go back and listen to like a show maybe from a year and a half ago am i going to be caught up or am i going to be left out i don't know i think that's kind of why i like to lean with a little more dynamic audio insertion for some things but you know for for some of the stuff you do you're a very current show you don't necessarily need to get involved with that sort of thing. Right. So, you know, the way you're doing it now is, is, is totally fine. I think one of the things that I learned was mm-hmm. every podcast has its own path and its own solutions. And there's a lot of, let's try it like this. Let's see what works. Let's see what succeeds and let's see what fails. Yeah. And you have, you have to take the time to do it because, you know, even when you start out, you think, oh, this is going to be my audience. And it turns out, no, you've got a different audience. It might be a little bit bigger. Maybe it's a little bit smaller. Maybe they're a little bit richer. Maybe they're a little bit poorer. We don't know. But the only way to find out is to really sort of try it because we can talk about it all day, but we're not really going to know unless we try it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And it seems you see, and, and I find that, it, that, you know, that it's working and I, and I, and I like it. So, um, you know, might as well just, uh, cause you know, cause there's always time at the end for that sort of thing too. You could do that, you know, like, oh, you know, thank you for checking us out you know, for checking it out and, you know, that sort of thing. There's always time at the end for that too. Yeah. The end is always interesting. I always find your podcast is going to die out. If you, if there's any sense of this thing is ending. So when I ask, you know, we don't want to ask questions like, Oh, just before we wrap up or, Oh, just before we go, we're just sending things to the audience that we're getting ready to leave. And nobody likes, you know, when people start seeing other people at the party leave, it's time to, Hey honey, grab a coat. We got to go. <laughs> it's time to time to break that thing up. So we don't want to give too many cues that this thing is ending. Right. So then just kind of go, Oh, what about like, Oh, how can people contact you? I like that piece. That's a good sort of thing. To, I mean, and, and I include all that in the show notes too. Yeah. I mean, again, it's your show and listen, if you're not fussed about completion rates, because some people are, they, they're completely fussed about completion rates. Did, did I, if it doesn't matter and you want to just talk for another half hour, it's your show. Yeah. There's no program director here to say, well, you ran overtime and you know, yeah, now exactly. people have now people have left for Facebook and you know, they've yeah. gone to find out they're looking at cat videos now on YouTube or something like that. So it it's your show and like people are comfortable with you. If they don't like it, they'll fast forward. And if not, then they'll stick with you. Exactly. Yeah. So is there anything you want to ra- to to wrap up on in terms of the online uh streaming act? What to pay attention for? Well, it depends on the week. <laughs> so, you know, the last couple of months have been very, very stressful um, because, you know, we're, we don't know what's happening with Google. We already know what's happening with Facebook. I, I think you're right. You pointed it out at the beginning that if Google makes a change, it's really going to hurt some people. Um, I think that there's some publications, maybe like I know MTL blog, um, something like NAR City in, in Toronto. And I know that has rolled out across the country, but you know, Google's their friend, you know, with the, with the business that they do. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I worry for places like that. Um, yeah, it's been a roller coaster ride, especially when, you know, we were told podcasting's not included. In fact, we weren't really told anything. I kind of said, does this include YouTube? And then it did. And then it didn't. And then the amendments were sort of came, you know, went to the Senate and they came back and, you know, why did they leave that in there? We thought that was a little bit weird. And then it was, now we're including podcasts and like, wait a second, these, why is this podcast? And is this about the algorithm? It's not about the algorithm. And then they, you know, they have to clarify every two minutes what this is. 
And if it's one thing I know about the CRTC is they don't want to do any work. Well, first of all, they don't want to hear from us. They never want to hear from us. Very important to know that they never want to hear from us. And they don't like they don't like outcries. They don't like being the center of attention. They don't like uh, being in the he- headlines a lot. Even even big decisions, they don't like making tough decisions. They have to make tough decisions sometimes. I think back to the Bell Astral merger, which didn't go through right away. That's yeah. that's a tough decision. They had to you know redo that sort of thing. They don't like you know being the center of attention. So I guess, you know, the, the latest news is good news, but I'm here to say that it's probably going to be followed by some bad news about Google in the next while, or maybe not. But you see, they pass a law and now the government's got to make a deal. I mean, yeah. that sounds, I mean, that, if, if that doesn't sound like an episode of The Sopranos, I don't know what does. You know, we want, I mean, it honestly feels like mobsters sitting around the table trying to, you know, divvy up the spoils of our internet greed. Yes, and uh, yeah, and, and there will be links to in the show notes as well to the OHL podcast, the Sound Off podcast, and the Locked On podcast network, and the Big Story as well. Since we mentioned all four of them, yeah, those are those are some of my favorite podcasts, right? Yeah, there. mine too. You know, you know what? I, I do, do you like a lock? Do you check out Locked On Leafs sometimes? With uh, no, I don't like the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> I, just, I understand that. No, I, I don't. But I will. But I will say that I would. Um, you know, having a Toronto Maple Leafs podcast as part of our ecosystem is always good for business because yeah. the Leafs are. You know, and I, I spoke with when I spoke with Brian about this at Locked On. You know, there are brands that do better: the Green Bay Packers and the Cowboys, and the Steelers and the Maple Leafs are all big brands. They're going to do well. Right. So those are some of his biggest podcasts. Meanwhile, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars probably are not going to be as popular. The Tennessee Titans is going to be very regional in Tennessee. So all that to say that if you have a Toronto Maple Leafs podcast, I'm more than happy to work with you. There is no bigger uh, piece of drama in Canada than the Toronto Maple Leafs as they make the playoffs. And the games that follow after that are just absolute media gold. Well said. So, yeah. what did it do? Yeah. So, tell us. Can you can you can you tell us about the sound uh, sound up podcast before we um, provide that contact information? What 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 is it, and what is it about? The sound up podcast was originally the podcast about broadcast, but as things began to converge, and time went on, and you know, right here to the subject matter that we're talking about, where we're talking about digital and broadcast sort of colliding, um, the show was really built to create to get broadcasters into the digital space and to let them see the future futures now here. So I've adjusted the show a little bit. So it's uh, no longer the podcast about broadcast, but it's the show about podcast and broadcast. And I, the reason why I say show is because, you know, we're on YouTube. I'm now putting up my videos on YouTube because it's considered to be a good marketing move to do that. Somebody YouTube being the world's second biggest search engine is, you know, maybe somebody's going to find my show on YouTube and here I am, you know, as, as a face on YouTube now. So I, you know, it's not just a podcast now, now it's a show about yep. podcast and broadcast. So after seven years, and just like any radio station, we have to have a little bit of rebranding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And it's available wherever you, it's available on Apple, Spotify, all the well, platforms. You know, where, wherever you get your podcasts. 
is the uh, most overused expression. It in, is. I don't like of- it. You know, ever since you mentioned it, I'm not a fan of it either. They well, wherever call- you get your podcasts, I mean, I, I think, you know, that could be YouTube. I mean, uh, you know, as again, I, I do another podcast called the Podcast Super Friends, where we talked about a study about, you know, the impact of YouTube. Yeah. On on podcast, and you know, people say twenty four percent of people say I get my podcasts from YouTube, and it's mm-hmm. really just predominantly men banging out searches looking for stuff that makes them happy, and all of a sudden, oh, I like the Cowboys. Oh, look, there's a podcast about the Cowboys. It's called Locked On, but it's on YouTube. Yeah. And from there, you'll go, oh, I'll listen to it on my Spotify or my Apple yep. um, afterwards. Or maybe it's iHeartRadio or Google Podcasts, which is going away, by the way. Well, Google um, Podcasts? Google Podcasts will be going away in September of 2024. And uh, you you will be encouraged to use YouTube music instead. So I, I referenced that earlier in the show and not didn't really explain it. But uh, YouTube is really not interested in your RSS feed. They're really more yeah. interested in in you making a video of your podcast and them making sure that you don't run your ads on their podcast. Yeah. Cause they're not doing much work with that, with Google podcasts. Um, they didn't do a thing. Um, no. It's, it's actually an incredible disappointment and I don't think Google is good for podcasting. Yeah. Um, but you so. know, what they? yeah, but, but you know what they are doing really, you know, what they are doing really good is with uh, Gmail uh, drive docs. They're doing incredible yeah. work in the workspace. Uh, yeah, I'm mean, listen and congrats to them. I still, I mean, I still get inundated and overloaded with my, with my, with my Google Drive and Google Docs, and you know, I'm a, I'm more of a Dropbox guy myself. But yeah, they're do, they're doing great in that space. Uh, it's big. They know everything about us. It's yeah, it's tough in that sense. Yeah, yeah, no, but yeah, I I don't like I don't like Dropbox anymore. They've done too many things. They've done too many. They've made too many, like, I don't know. They've, they've done too many. They've made too many changes recently. I'm not a big fan of it anymore. Yeah. I, listen, I mean, in the end, we just want to find our stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I use, yeah. Well, yeah, I use both like Google Drive and iCloud Drive too. Yeah. 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 I don't so, like paying for storage space, but yeah, I hear what you're me? saying. I don't like paying for storage space. Try to keep my, I try to keep my iCloud under 50 gig. It's a big job. Yeah, but but you see, in in our in this ever connected world, though, it doesn't really work that way anymore. Yeah, I know. And moving right. big file, moving big files from A to B and whatnot, especially if you're on a you know now, and that's part of the video yeah. thing. A lot of people want video. Yep. And doing video now that we're moving bigger files than ever before around this company. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and and of course, and Google, the, and and they've not, and, and Meet's not horrible either. Google Meet is not horrible either. No, no, it's great. I use that every once in a while too. Yeah, Zoom is good too. I like, you know, and a lot of people are going to Riverside too now. It's like we're, you know, it's like you have to sometimes stick with what works, though. Yeah, I mean, and that's you're doing it right. Of. You've got, you've got the, I, I believe that's an ATR twenty one hundred you're using for your yep. microphone. Yep. I mean, and you're you've got some separate signals going in here to, you know, for your recording. You're doing it right. You know, like you're doing Zoom right. A lot of people don't, but you're doing yep. it right. Thank you so much. I know I appreciate the kind words there. Um, oh, you're very welcome. I enjoy the show. I appreciate that. Well, I look, I'm looking forward to having you back on again real soon too. So where can people, um, if they have any questions for you, or they want to get in touch with you, um, where can people find Facebook, LinkedIn? Uh, just email me. It's Matt at soundoff.network. Sounds good. And, uh, that, that sounds good. And, um, I'll, um, 
Sounds good. And I'll put a link to that uh, in your in the show notes as well. And please reach me at http colon slash slash alleytechgroup.wordpress.com slash broadcast map. And you can visit me at uh, on the broadcast map Facebook page and on LinkedIn. And coming up this weekend, do not forget to check out the song bank on CNT radio coming up Friday, um, November 17th from 7 to 9 PM, where we will hear music from all from all different genres with some friendly banter mixed in as well. So check it out. Well, Matt, I want to thank you so much for joining me again. And I look forward to having you back as updates progress here. Thank you. My pleasure. And we always say, stay tuned. There is always excellent conversation on the way. Thank you so much for listening to Broadcast Map. To learn more about the show, please visit http colon slash slash alitechgroup.wordpress.com slash broadcast map slash like the broadcast map Facebook page by searching broadcast map stay tuned there is always excellent conversation on the way